When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Harvey Levin here. Derek here. So, um, we talked about it yesterday, and I'm going to just brag a little bit. Go ahead. I knew you that it. The, big, the big thing that was going to come out, and I knew this yesterday, had nothing to do with um, he's been arraigned on 34 charges. The big thing was... The admonition at the end saying, I'm not going to issue a gag order now, but I am telling you, do not insult, do not threaten. And if you do, I'm going to reconsider. So the door that I just knew was going to open, open. And it didn't yeah, open. He it laid bl- down it, a marker. It, it Judge bl- Merchant. And, and Trump blew that door open last night. Yeah. Blew it open. You got to hear what he said. He gets his admonition and this is how he responds. I have a Trump-hating judge with a Trump-hating wife and family whose daughter worked for Kamala Harris and now receives money from the Biden-Harris campaign and a lot of it. The criminal is the district attorney because he illegally leaked massive amounts of grand jury information. So he hears that warning and he promptly gets on stage and, and he gives tells the his judge, supporters. He gives the judge the finger. Yep. And therein lies the issue, because we talked about this yesterday. I have no idea whether Donald Trump is going to be convicted. I think there's a good chance he's not, that there might be a hung jury, given the fact that the country split down the middle and you need a unanimous jury verdict, even in New York. And it's a novel theory there. And it's a very novel. Well, it may be that it doesn't even go to trial. I mean, that's a possibility. We know that. There are stronger cases for sure and more impactful cases. Certainly Georgia and January 6th are, you know in the bullseye of the um, of the danger of Donald Trump. Absolutely. I mean, I read this uh, indictment yesterday. We were looking at it, and 34 counts sounds huge, right? That's a, that's a huge number of counts, but they're all the same. It's all falsifying business records. It's all about falsifying an invoice to Michael Cohen and, and describing it as a retainer, but it was to pay him back for Stormy Daniels. That sounds big, but it's not a big case. You know what? It's, it's an affair. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's and, an embarrassing case, but not in a strong legal case. Yeah. And, and, you know, especially given the nature of what the, the state of the country right now, look, I don't know. I, it, it just seems like he should have backed off and, and waited to see what they're going to do in Georgia and January 6th, because there is nobody who could argue that those are not more important. And maybe the focus should be on that because this opens a different door, but, does. but let's get into what he did with the judge. What he did with the judge and what the judge is now going to do. Because I t- we talked about this yesterday, and Donald Trump is not going to stop. He is not going to stop. And this judge made it clear he didn't like what he had done previously. Holding the baseball bat in the picture Now, and so they, forth. S- they say that, some, that that was not his... Um, Joe Tacopina came out yesterday yes. and said that Trump didn't put that picture out. Somebody added Bra- Bragg's picture to that. Right. Whether it's true or not, that's what he said. So, um, yeah, it was opening day for baseball. He was excited. Right. So, uh, look, we talked about this yesterday 
that Donald Trump is going to go back into court or the judge is going to summon him or something is going to happen where the judge clearly he isn't the judge is not going to ignore what happened last night. Yeah, he thumbed his nose at the admonition. He promptly left that hearing. But we knew it. But we talked about that yesterday. We knew he would do that. uh, But now now I want to ask you, did he cross the line? We've heard exactly what he said. He said the the judge is a Trump hating judge and his wife and daughter are, are Trump haters. And one of them worked for Kamala Harris. Does that cross the line into threatening the judge? You know, Donald Trump is not a, I wouldn't describe him as a careful man, but he's cagey. And what he said was his description of how he feels about the judge. He's a man defending himself. He's entitled to do that. The First Amendment is a very broad thing. But remember, when he didn't say go out and hurt that judge. He didn't. But remember, he said earlier, there will be death and destruction if I'm indicted. And if you take that sentence and then you align it with the things he said last night, knowing what his supporters will do, look, there is, is there there is a chance there is a target on the backs of some of the people that he mentioned when you connect all those dots. Yeah. And I don't think this judge is going to tolerate that because what he said before was enough for the judge to talk about it in court yesterday. And if he talked about it in court yesterday and he was serious, then this is right in that same zone, and if the judge doesn't address it next time, he's a paper tiger. Yes, but he's he's also, Trump is almost daring him for that gag order because he thinks it will be sort of a, a misstep by the judge to gag him. He thinks it was a misstep to try him, you know, have the whole congressional hearings about January 6th. He says, look, I said some things. I never said storm the Capitol. He likes to hide behind exactly his rhetoric is, yeah, but I might enjoy these things, yeah, but and I might arouse people, but I didn't direct them. As Jerry Seinfeld would say, yada, yada, yada. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what Donald Trump, how he views it or sells it. <laughs> matters what, to his supporters. What matters is how the judge views it. And the judge has made yeah. it clear he doesn't like it. Yes. And I think there is going to be a showdown in this case, and it's going to have nothing to do with Stormy Daniels. It is going to have everything to do with what Donald Trump is allowed to say and how do you deal with that when that same defendant is running for president. And he is saying, look, I have a... First Amendment right to express my grievances believing this is a rigged legal system. That's his view. And to take that away his from you. His view or the truth. He does have that right. Well, uh, he does have the yeah. right. What I'm wondering is, and, and I know this sounds crazy right now. Yeah. This is an issue that could go to the U.S. Supreme Court. Sure. Absolutely, Absolutely could go We're to the U.S. Supreme Court. unprecedented territory. And I don't yeah. know how the Supreme Court's going to rule on that. Um, uh, you know, that could go in Trump's favor. Absolutely. It's a dangerous precedent to think about it going the other way. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Ray-Ban, Good American, and Ulta. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for apparel and electronics, and you can save on everything you need for the summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cashback boost. That's an extra 10% cashback on top of Big Give Week's 15% cashback. You won't see higher cashback rates than these. Just go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. It okay, really so, let, so speaking of the Supreme Court, um, let's talk about something. So Donald Trump mentioned the judge's daughter. Yes. Who worked for Kamala Harris. Yes. Um, 
and he is saying, and therefore there's a bias. Yes. Um, what draw a a distinction between that and Clarence Thomas having a wife who was solidly behind election denial? Uh, I think there's a huge uh, there, there there's a huge parallel. Like Clarence Thomas uh, didn't recuse himself after those allegations, and there have been a lot of there, there has been a been, lot of them, there, and there's been a lot of criticism that that, that Thomas did not recuse himself because his wife took a position that was before um, that was before the court. Now this is not a position before the court, correct? But it's a person before the court. It is a person before the court. I think it's much cleaner for the judge to say Joe, Joe Biden is not adverse to Donald Trump in any way in this case. This case is about whether or not he falsified business records to help himself during the 2016 election. The fact that my daughter works for Joe Biden doesn't bias me in any way. Joe Biden is not before this court. Well, this yeah, is about whether Donald Trump and, committed this crime. And Clarence Thomas could say the same thing about his wife. And did say the same thing. Now, and, and a lot of people criticized but him. But I think, I think that's problematic for Clarence Thomas. Yes, because but but on the Supreme Court, really... the appearance of impropriety is so sensitive, and he, it looks improper to not recuse yourself. So Ty should go to she stepping was, back. She was visiting Trump. Yes. So I think that was problematic for Thomas. Do you I think got, this one's as close? No, it's not. But I guess what I'm wondering is, it's so interesting that people who are criticizing him for saying what he said about the daughter, mm -hmm. and I get it. But I think they've got to kind of think it through because they were also the people who were just blasting Thomas. I think appropriately. That's right. Um, but depends look, on whose ox is being gored. I find that <laughs> myself saying that a lot of it's times. It's absolutely true, yeah. and nobody thinks about whose ox is being gored anymore. They just think about their position. That's right. Their view. Their bias. Yeah. And you know. And the other thing is, I got to say, I want to give credit to CNN. That CNN ran Trump's speech last night. MSNBC did not. And um, and and they came back on and they said, look, we felt, you know, since we spent the day or several days, you know, talking about the indictment that we needed to give him a fair airing. And when he started turning it into a campaign speech, um, we, we dumped out of it. Right. I thought that was... Um, I thought that was a fair way to assess fair it. Fair way to assess it. Yeah. Um, that was the fair way to assess it. It's weird not to do that. It's it's entirely weird not to cover his response to the indictment of a former president, right. which is entirely unprecedented right. in this nation. And everybody's and it's a saying, huge news it's, event. It's historic, it it's historic, it's historic, but we're not going to hear from right, you. Right, but we're not going to show you. Yeah, right? it, it, It's ridiculous. Now, I think the line they drew when it turned into a pure campaign speech and how he's running and he's not talking specifically about the case and about the judge and, and, and the DA... Then you can dump out. I'm okay with that. Oh, absolutely. I was okay with that compromise. I oh, think I, that's the way to handle it. I, I, when I think it was Anderson Cooper who explained that, and I thought that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Or Jake Tepper, I can remember. That's a thoughtful way to, to proceed. It, it actually really was, and I thought, you know, I, I thought that was um, it was telling. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it's because Donald Trump wants to leverage this coverage. He's saying, "Look, I'm going to get all this free press. This is obviously awful, but I'm going to get to drag the DA. I'm going to get to call it a witch hunt." Um, and they're trying to minimize his ability to do that. They're going to say, look, we have to cover it. A former president is on trial <laughs> in, a, in a criminal trial. Uh, but they can sort of thread that needle a little bit. So when there's a, a primary, mm. um, well, let, let, <clears throat> let's not talk about the primary. Let's assume Donald Trump gets the nomination, which is looking although, looking safer and safer. No, I got to say. Although there's a lot of time. There is a, a lot, lot of time, of time yeah. and a lot of things can happen between now and then. I mean, everybody, you know, you can't view this 
election through a lens of April of 2023. You just yes. cannot do it. We've seen, I mean, how many times do we have to learn things change? There are twists and turns. Donald Trump could end up uh, not being able to run for president or it becomes so exhausting. There are so many criminal cases against him yes. that people are saying he will never win. We've got to find somebody else. We're a year and a half away from November. I mean, a lot, I mean, a, lot a lot of time, a lot can happen. If it happens that Donald Trump gets the nomination and Joe Biden is obvious is the nominee yes. uh, for the Democrats. Does Joe Biden campaign on, do you want an indicted and possibly a convicted president? I think he absolutely does. I think it might be a misstep to emphasize it too much because Donald Trump's entire defense is that this is a political prosecution. So if you lean on it in the campaign, you're going to highlight that issue for him. And he's going to say, it is so political. Look, he's using it. Now, Biden can't I, stay quiet entirely. He has to acknowledge the reality of the elephant in the room. But I don't think he can run entirely on it. Do you? I, I don't. Think that plays into you don't run head. entirely on it, but I think you can definitely run on it. And I don't think that he has to apologize or even tiptoe around it, that it is a real issue. Are you going to elect- Be able to govern. <laughs> are you going to elect somebody who could end up behind bars? Yes. And governing from behind bars at a prison. Are you okay with that in this very dangerous world? Yes. And um, I think that resonates with people. Wow. And I think it mobilizes them. It animates them. And yeah, it's going to piss off Trump's base, but Do but Joe Biden is never going to get Trump's base. Yeah, he's not going to win over. So what Trump's does he care? Well, so what does he care about that? He wants to mobilize everybody else, and I think the way to mobilize is let me paint you a picture yep. that you have a president of the United States who cannot go to NATO, who cannot you know meet face to face. In fact, even make phone calls to um, to world leaders because he gets one phone call a day or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So are you going to be okay with the president governing that way? Because it is a real possibility. It's yeah, absolutely. He he can't ignore it entirely because it helps his cause to to win the election. But I also think it's a, I, I, just think I think Trump will 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 pivot. Well, on well let it. him let him pivot on yeah. it. And let Trump say, oh, this is political and everything else. And Joe Biden could say, look, I'm not the one that filed the charges. Yes, I am just looking at what's going on at the landscape because by then. Um, he could be charged for January 6th. He could be charged for Georgia. He could be charged, and, and this case, and so, and God knows what else. Yeah. And so he could go to prison. Yeah. And I think that is a relevant and fair way of campaigning. Do you want a president behind bars? Yes. And that's frightening. It's a real issue for the voters. That is frightening. Yeah, it's impossible to comprehend that we've gotten to this position yet, where we could have a man elected who could be in a criminal trial or behind bars. And yet you can. The Constitution Absolutely. does not prohibit that. Yes. That you could have a president, ironically, who could win the presidency but not be able to vote for himself because he's a convicted felon. It's unbelievable. It is just now, breathtaking. So far, Joe Biden and the White House have been, I would say, relatively quiet about all these proceedings. They're letting them play out. I think they've played it very well. The media will cover this as much as they need to cover it. It's obviously historic and unprecedented. I don't think Biden's administration piling on at this juncture is is a good move, and I think they've been kind of quiet about it, right? Have yeah. you noticed they're not, they're not really piling on Donald Trump and talking about the historic nature. They'll save that powder, keep some of it dry for, for the campaign. You know, I got to say, some of this really felt like local news to me, that when they got on the, you know, using the helicopter shot yeah. of his car going from Trump Tower down to the courthouse, from the courthouse to LaGuardia, you know, from uh, from uh, Palm Beach to New York. 
it felt like watching um, when I when I was covering the O.J. Simpson case. Yeah. And and but that's not a bad thing. I mean, it's just that it kind of reverted to local news in a way, at least the the beats of it all. Yeah, it, it, it's staggering and, and, to and, the whole. And, and, it's just it's, staggering. And it's, it's, and it's fundamentally, yeah. when you get down to the legal issues here, super boring. Yeah. It's really boring. Well, it's a lot of old news. We read the indictment yesterday. We've heard all this stuff. The media has covered also, these money. Like It's the, also the a, pa- the- it's a paper, tr- it's a paper case. Yes. It's about literally what was written on invoices to reimburse his lawyer at right. the time. This is not a, uh, a very interesting or juicy details kind of case. We knew all the information. It's laid out down in the indictment. It's a pretty novel theory legally, as we've talked about. And I think he's got a lot of defenses. I keep thinking of if you come for the king, you best not miss. That's I, I keep running that over in my head, that expression, because I just don't think this is the type of case that necessarily lands. And if he wins, it's devastating. I it's de- devastating, devastating if he wins. Devastating. Then he just jumps up there and says, obviously, this was a weak case. It was a witch hunt. And that becomes more credible of a thing to say, yeah. doesn't it? And it? It resonates with the middle a little bit more if he wins. Yep, yeah, it does. And, and yeah. for me, the final thing is that when you watch you know, people on television, you know, talking about this, they are talking about how historic it is. And it is. Yeah. But they are, you know, they would much rather be talking about January 6th or the election fraud. Exactly. You, and, and you can you feel, feel it. You feel it as yes. you hear them talk. Yes. That they just wished they could get into the meatiness that connects with the public. And this is the kind of thing where they're saying, didn't we kind of see something like this with Monica Lewinsky? It's not the same thing. No, but it's not the same thing. But that was a sitting president. Um, he did lie. Yes. And, you know, it, you can feel the disappointment that this is the one that percolated into an indictment. You can. As you're watching the coverage, you just even, feel it. You feel it. They want the Georgia case. They want the insurrection case. They didn't want this one. This They'll live with it. And they're going to try to trumpet it as a strong case, as, as many pundits are going to try to say this. You know, everyone's accountable, even for for small crimes like this. But it just doesn't feel like the one they wanted. It just doesn't. I don't think it's the one most people wanted. Most people, you know, there are two, there are at least two cases. Well, there are three cases. No, I take it back. There are three cases looming. There's the January 6th, there is Georgia, and there are the stolen documents. Oh, that's right. There's so much going on with this guy that you lose track of the... He needs a clerk. (laughs) He really does. Just for the docket. We need some sort of board where we can keep a tally. It's, It's wild. You're right. Those three cases are still looming. Yep. Okay. We'll see you tomorrow. 